Hello everyone and welcome to this episode 24 of Me, Myself and 40k with me, your host, Inquisitor Archer, known on the in. So what have we got this week? Well, we've got quite a lot this week. If you haven't already read the description of this episode, we've got new things. So Warhammer has finally buckled under the weight of all the leaks and things and has finally shown us some new stuff coming out before Christmas and in the early next year for 40k. Some of it already new, some of it is new, but we'll see. Also, we have our battle report, my Orcs versus James's Jakari. So that's quite a very interesting battle. So look forward to that. And obviously, as usual, we have our chat along with our special guest this week, a new guest. And we talk about starting 40k or for a new beginner or a starter, as it were. And as usual, we have the best part, which is the quizzes with the Mrs. where we will test my Amber's knowledge of the 40k universe. All this in one podcast. What more could you want apart from a gin and tonic? Thank you very much. And I hope you enjoy it. Right, everyone. So, as we do normally on the podcast, we look at updates. So, updates from Warhammer or Games Workshop, however you want to describe them, and see what they have given us or what they allowed us to see and look at in the future for 40k. So, we have a few updates from Warhammer, from Warhammer Day, and the biggest thing is the new box set which is Shadow Throne, so it's the Custodes, <laughs> Golden Boys, and the Jesus of the Cultists. Yeah, you got it right. So Jesus of the Cultists are going to be fighting it out, a bloody war of Talon and Tendril. Lovely dribbly stuff. So it basically it's a box of Custodes versus Jesus of the Cult. In this box, you get some old miniatures, but also you get some new two heroes. So you get the new blade guard from the adeptus custodes uh, blade champion who's going to be a new character for the custodes because they don't need enough of them or any and it looks pretty cool model i mean i do like the way custodes look anyway but this one's pretty cool i'm a bit thinky that he hasn't, he hasn't got like a sentinel blade but i guess it's a different type of blade that you got and then also on the other side the on the tendril side of things the cultists we have the Reductus Saboteur. So this, I think it's a female. She's female? She looks female. Anyway, whatever gender they are, they are a new hero or or character for the genes of the cultists. And she's, as, as it says in her name or her, his name, uh, Reductus Saboteur is they, basically they're a bomb expert and they can litter the, they can litter the battlefield, what does it say here? The Reductive Saboteur who seeds the battlefield with explosives before the battle is joined. So even the mighty Adeptus Cascodes are hard pressed to survive mining charge detonated under their feet. Yeah, like anyone would. So I do like these like two factions fighting, it's almost like putting Terra or Earth basically, or Terra, or Ancient Terra under the threat of Gene Stiller cult, and obviously the Adeptus Custodes have to obviously deal with that. And as we all know, going further, the two codexes that are going to come out next, I think in December, so before Christmas, so it'll be December, so Lucky Golden Boy is going to get their, Adeptus Custodes is going to get their codex, which I'm a bit miffed about, that they're actually squashing the Sisters of Silence into that code. I mean, it is, Sisters of Silence are the, the another talent agent, for the emperor as it were but mm, do they have to just squish that unit into there mm, maybe and then also the 
Gene Steeler cultists are going to get their codex too, which is pretty cool. I like the I like the uh, artwork cover of the cultist Gene Steeler cultist uh, codex. Looks pretty cool. So I know some people will be very happy with that coming out. So yeah, excellent. So that's the updates recently. The only other updates I can see is quickly look over and looking at it now is we have obviously the red gobbo is coming out. So we've already seen this the red gobbo. So every Christmas, the Red Goblin comes and brings us presents or grenades or whatever. And then he's going to have a new model as well, jumping on a squig, which is kind of funny. And yeah, really, that's about it, really. The only thing that is sort of really sort of coming out is the new the new war zone to critical mass. So it's for orcs, I believe. Yeah, it's all about, it's for orkies. So have a quick look at the contents. So it's got campaign rules. Squigs, orcs, bad squig. Huh. Oh, that's campaign rules. Uh, data sheets for rogue traders, voidards, armsmans, codex supplement for blood axes, speed freak mobs, etc. So, so a lot for rogue traders and orkies. And that's really about it for the updates. So yeah, we'll move on to the next part, which will be the battle report. <laughs> Okay, everyone, time for bat rep time. So at the weekend, I had a game with my friend James. And so we had a game of 40k and it was a incursion, I believe, or a combat patrol. Yes, combat patrol. We had a Orcs versus Jakari. So Jakari doing very well in tournaments still. And obviously now with the New York Codex, I got it uh, a few days beforehand. Had a little quick look and said, ah. Mix have a game. So we had Xenos versus Xenos, 750 points. And so what I'll do is I will go over the entire sheet. So I'll go over so the objectives, any twists and things, because we used the mission pack of the open war cards. So did that. I'll go to deployment. I'll go over both lists and what we brought, and then obviously go by round by round what happens. So the main highlights of each round, as it were. So starting off. We, the mission we rolled for, or we, we selected, was the objective. The objective was standoff. So it says, as I read it out, basically place three objective markers on the battlefield, one in the center of the battlefield at a determined deployments, and then each player place the objective marker within their deployment zone more than six inches away from the table edge. At the end of each battle round, each player scores one victory point if they control their objective marker in their own deployment zone. Two victory points if they control the objective marker in the center of the battlefield, and three victory points if they control the objective marker within their opponent's deployment zone. So the players with the most victory points at the end of the battle is the winner. We didn't do any secondaries, but next time we will be doing secondaries because obviously, you know, it's the extra part of Warhammer 9th Edition at the moment. So that's the objective of the mission, standoff. We rolled for a twist, or we, we picked a twist, and James picked Rage, where basically... Everyone gets basically plus one attack. So against Jakari and Orcs, that was kind of fun. So the Jakari, we rolled off and James won the roll off. So he picked to be the attacker and I, I was the defender. And then what we'll do now is we'll go over the lists. So I'll go over the Jakari first, so James's list. So he picked a patrol detachment of 750 points. So in his detachment, he picked the obsession of the Jakari with the Cabal of the Poison Tongue, so the, the Serpent's Kiss. So this allowed basically all poison weapons 
plus one to a maximum of two plus. Basically, all those poison weapons now, instead of hitting on wounding on a four plus, will be wounding on three pluses, which against orcs, toughness five is very, very good. He also did a minus CP for prizes of the dark city. To be fair, I'm not Jakari, I don't know that crap. So, whatever that is, that's what it is. HQ wise, he had an archon and he gave him a power sword and the soul seeker. So, splintered genius, poison tongue. And yeah, he gave him the splintered genius warlord trait and the soul seeker. Basically, it's a poison. It's basically a pistol, which is poison two plus. So we're on twos, and then he can basically ignore lookout sir for any characters, as it were. For his troops, he had some calibite trueborn. Well, that's ten altogether. He had a calibite Cimberite. And then he had Shredders, Splinter Cannons, and Splinter Rifles. For now, Leech Choice, he had five Incubi, obviously one as the Clavex. Then he had five Mandrakes, one obviously being the Night Fiend. Fast Attack, he had a five squad of Scourges, with all kind of weird stuff. He had Shred Carbines and Shredders. For Heavy Support, he brought along a Ravager, <laughs> which was kind of fun, that had a Dark Lance and two Disintegrator Cannons on it. And then for a second patrol, he took a attachment, Cult of the Red Grief, Speed of the Kill, so it can reroll charges and add two to advances. So leading that detachment, they had a, or James had a succubus. A succubus, she had the triarch whip, triarch whip, so a a whip, so it's poison 2 plus again, strength user, so it's strength 3, minus 3, 2 damage, that's crazy, and add 3 to attack characteristics, Blech, that was horrible. Troops, he had 2 squads of 5 witches, and that was it for the Drakari. So I think he started, I think he started with, I think, 2 or 3 command points, because obviously he used quite a lot of CPs as it were. Now in my list, so for the orc list... I picked a Vanguard detachment and I picked Clan Culture of the Death Skulls. So the Death Skulls now have not a six of a six of invulnerable save. We now have a five up ignoring runes against mortal wounds. And also we have a reroll one hit and one wound for every unit, which came in very handy. And also we have every infantry model has obsec, which came in very handy for this one as well. So, my HQ choices, I had a big mech in Mega Armor. I gave him the Warlord trait, Arda's Nails, as minus one to wounds. The Crushing Armor, so basically, for vulnerable save, and when I charge, I get to do Mortal Wounds. And he had a Combi Rocket and a Power Claw. I had a Weird Boy, and I gave him two di- uh, two Psychic Powers, Warpath and Fist of Gork. Then I had three Elite Choices, one Commandos, so I had ten Commandos. The boss knob had a power claw, and also we had one bomb squig. I had six knobs. The knob boss had a big chopper, two knobs with two choppers, one with a slugger and chopper, and the last one with a combo rocket. And then I gave them the specialist unit or specialist mob as truck boys, and I put them in a truck. And then I had Mad Doc Grotznik, because he's the only named Deskor's pain boss or character, as it were. We then had a Rooker Truck Squig Buddy, and I upgraded it with Nitro Squigs, so that'd be a plus one to wounds. For heavy support, we had Death Dread, and I gave it three claws and one big shooter. Again, I had a truck just with a big shooter at the end. So that, they are the lists. That's the missions. And so now we'll go over 
what happened. Oh, the deployment was, um, if anybody knows, the old 8th edition setups we set up in Hammer and Anvil. So obviously it was a long table edge and we set up sort of, I think it was like roughly around about 10 to 12 inches from the middle of the board, as it were. For the bat rep itself, I we both rolled off and I won the roll off. So I was going first, which was great because I moved everything forward, which I could do some boogie and things. And the what I did first was I shot two combi rockets from my truck. So my big mech and the knob of the combi rocket. And I managed to bracket James's Ravenger in the first round. I did six wounds on him. So that was pretty, pretty good. I shot at the Mandrakes because obviously we both me and James both put our commandos on our Mandrakes because we've had scouting or something like that. And so I shot at a few Mandrakes and I think I killed about th- three of them. And then I got my truck to charge the Mandrakes <laughs> and I used a stratagem ramming speeds to do mortal wounds against it. And I think I did, I think one or two mortal wounds against them. And after that, I think the truck did absolutely nothing in combat. So in the Jakar return, the commanders got shot off the board, basically by Calibites and the Scourges, because the Scourges dropped down and started shooting from behind. The Ravenger managed to try and shoot the Dread, but failed to damage it. And the Witches and the Succubus managed to charge up, charge the truck. So in round two, Orcs, the Swig Buggy, managed to shoot the Ravenger, but do no damage. Then the Knob of Truck Boys, the Weird Boy, jumped out of the truck. Oh, and Mad Dog Grotsnick as well. Moved around a bit in the middle of the board now, trying to basically get the central objective away from the witches. And the Death Dread Dread charged the Scourges, managed to kill three. And, oh yeah, because he shot one, he shot one with the big shoe, so killed one, charged, killed three. And in the morale, the last guy actually just ran away. And I got the knobs to charge the witches, and I managed to kill them all. The Maddox Rotsnick charged the Succubus. And Grotsnick killed the Succubus, which is great. And in their turn, the the Jakari shot Mad Doc, wounding him twice, which wasn't very good. And there was nobody was in combat, and nobody wanted to charge, so we kind of like it was a stalemate at the time. Into round three, the Orc Squig Buddy shot the Witches, killed a few. Round just taken another wound, so now I think he was on, I think he was on like two, one or two wounds now. So it was very bracketed, very heavily, as it were. I got the truck to charge the Incubi that had now come from the webway. But the Incubi managed to destroy the truck. Um, I got my buggy, my squeak buggy, to charge the witches, but nothing happened. And then I got my Mad Doc Ratsnick to charge his Archon Calibites, and I managed to wound the Archon twice. And then I managed to get my big mech out and charge the Calibites, managed to kill them two Calibites, snipping them with Power Claw. Round three for Jakari. James was trying to use the last of his Ravengers sort of will to shoot at things and managed to shoot the last knob off the board. I was trying to hold it with my last knob in the center. And also he managed to do six wounds to my Dreadnought, or my Death Dread, as it were. So that wasn't very good. And then, unfortunately, his Archon in combat managed to shoot Dot and kill him in combat. So I had no, I had no Pain Boy now. So from there to round four... The Orc's Death Dread managed to move up and also managed to charge his Incubi. And I managed to, I think, I killed three of them. And then the Weird Boy advanced onto the central objective to take it, because obviously he was infantry, so he had objective secured. And basically, from then, Jadakari moved everything towards the Weird Boy. The Ravenger and the Mandrake shot and killed the Weird Boy. And the 
Squig Boogie tries to fight the Ravenger and I managed to take the Ravenger down to just one wound. By that point, we called it a draw because I only had my Squig Boogie left. And at the end, it was a Dracari win by six to four. So obviously, James had scored six victory points to my four victory points, as it were. And I had no inventory left to counteract his obsec as it were so i had no infantry left i had a buggy left and that was it so all i could do is just go around sort of spin around for, and basically drive around from the turn and maybe shoot a few people off off objectives but you know it was pretty uh pretty gnarly so yeah that was the bat rep for this week orcs to kari kari won obviously next time so next episode in two weeks we were already planning it so we're gonna have a thousand point battle Sisters of Battle versus the Jakari, so that'd be quite interesting. So I would be doing my sisters with a few Imperial agents, so some assassins and also an Inquisitor against his Jakari. And I think he's gonna do a space raid, space raid, so it'd be kind of fun with the homunculus, the Archon, and obviously the Succubus as it were. Right, so on today I have a special guest with me. Uh, we're going to be talking about the topic starting starting 40k as a beginner. So it's all a 40k and we have today Mr. Cho, also known as Cho, don't I? <laughs> Hello everyone, good to be here. <laughs> yes, it's great to have you guest. Because obviously I asked you ages ago to be on here. I mean, if I bring you on here kicking and screaming and tie you down and you can... <laughs> yeah, save me. So, the topic today is getting somebody into for because obviously you yourself have no sort of you have no idea about forty k apart from what podcasts I believe. But what could you could you give us an insight or how little your knowledge is or how how much knowledge you do have? What what do you know about forty? I know it's a board game. I know it's like D and D, but I haven't played D and D as much as well. And the way I know 40K was uh, when one of my colleagues, uh, who is not working with me as of now, he used to have this uh, Friday night uh, game night with his uh, other friends. And he used to talk about this with us. But I, as usual, like I, I was not able to understand them. But yeah, that is how I know that you know 40K is a game like D&D. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's basically, as you say, is. It's a war. It's a it's a war game. So yes, you yeah you put out mats, you put out train, you have little toy soldiers, and then you act like you act like a general, and you move your you move your forces around, and you and maim, and basically jump on objectives and jump up and down on top of your. Opponent. So yes, basically like D and D, but obviously a little bit scale bit because obviously you're fighting as an army as opposed to an ninja, as it were. But then there are several editions of 40k where you can just be an individual obviously a small group of specialized troops as it were so in kill team the kill team version of 40 specialized normally no more than probably about eight or ten some of them are specialists you might have a specialist leader or a specialist sniper a specialist heavy gunner or something and they're more more narrative and you can kind of, kind of weave a story with them since my partner uh, as we both know you know you know jaded or amber as well i've written yes. two campaigns Yes, uh, I've written two in the old Kill Team, not the new one, that just came out this year. And I've written two campaigns with her, with my Space Marine Death Watch, and her were really, really hard to kill because they're so fast. <laughs> so you have nothing talking about, but well, that's fine. <laughs> so, 
So you said you you've kind of heard a few things about you said you like you say you you say you listen to my podcast much for doing because <laughs> it's one more one more person. So what would you like to know started in 40k? What what would you like to ask me? Yeah. So do you like invest on the models or like are you buying those models in or you're building it up from scratch? Uh, the the characters which you have and the the ones which you you know paint in the stream how is that working up and why okay. do you need that those characters why do we need the okay so okay so yes so what you do is you you buy you buy the miniature and then you they basically come in things called sprues and basically i, I mean I'm, I'm sure you're you know the concept of like maybe like play models or playing of like plastic tanks and things and they come on these 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 plastic sprues out of clippers and then glue them together with plastic glue or metal glue or super glue whatever uh, and then you spray them and paint them and yeah basically then you obviously yeah uh, put them on the board and play with them i'll build them up from scratch yeah so i mean for instance when i got back into 40k i used all from 15 odd years ago and a year or two i've from scratch i've built up two armies a sister of battle army which are sister battle are zealous nuns basically <laughs> and then my other army basically specialized space marines who are basically like the SBS or the special books of the space marine and they take people from all different kinds of chapters from the space marines and they put them all together and they teach them how to do really well and then they go off and kill aliens that's basically my two armies but yes to answer your version a little bit yes you build up your army so you buy them you collect them you build them and then you play with them so you, uh, you just said as well that um, these characters that I've made up in uh, podcasts well they're just characters that i've nar- narratively written about so a good side of it is my D gaming skills coming quite useful there where i can make up a character and get personality and put a backstory for them so you can get actually named characters in the 40k universe where it's like quite a well-known one everybody knows rebuta gilliman is a prime arc of the space Marine chapter the old i know all this means like absolutely nothing to you but <laughs> So Roberta Gilliman is a named character and you can actually buy him and obviously collect him, you know, and have an army. So he's a name, so, and he's actually got his own sort of narrative behind him that the, obviously Warhammer and Games Workshop have, have made for him. Now for me, I hate having named characters in my army because they already have like a story to them. I like well, giving them their own stories. I have a sergeant, a Death Watch sergeant called Sergeant Leanter and I made him up and he's, he's from both kill teams that I, I ran with my partner Amber. Now died. he's never died in, 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 a, in a campaign and he's survived two campaigns now consider him I, I, you know almost like a hero of my army because he he's survived campaigns I, I've used him in other battles he's never ever died <laughs> he's carried on going so he's in himself he's made his own and he's very very good at killing Harlequins which I quite like <laughs> but then again you know like written about the orcs i've I, I made it i know as the the man the maniac he's a deaf skull or well he's named he's a named character in my army but i've made him up because um I, I just did it i just did it as a as a as a backwards sort of thing as it were making my own sort of narratives up for my own models as it were i think it's more i think it's more unhappy your army in 40k i don't want to keep karen talking to me what I'm going to say is one one last thing I'm going to say is I think you how you play or how you how you game as a as a board gamer 
a lot about the narrative and the campaign side of things as opposed to tournament that are more competitive so they don't give them you know they don't they don't have like name character stories for people so they they're more just about tournaments winning tournaments, being competitive so all they're really looking at is for meta meta so what, what's the best meta at the moment is you know death watch or dark elder so be, the best armies that can when i'm obviously on the opposite side i don't like to be competitive tournament based i've never had any tournament experience in 40k whatsoever because i like the campaign the slow narrative style as it were so i like to just keep my chill time and just like progress slowly fun really i think because you're making your own you're making like i said you're making your own me as well i hope that's answered your question i know i've probably what i've just spoke for the last five minutes to answer your question your answer question but yeah I mean, <laughs> um, super <laughs> your brain your brain just explodes <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> you got the feeling right <laughs> but yeah i got a good insight on like how much each one of you dedicate into this game it's it's not just a game where you're uh, casually playing it it's like you're you're putting in your homework into it and you're trying to build up a narration and you know you're you're you know uh, taking the character to multiple games and so yeah i'm i'm super invested into like how this thing works <laughs> this <is> great <laughs> yeah starts for you i mean i've probably given you a lot of information like i said i've probably i've probably just made, given you a shotgun and gone like oh look here's a shotgun it's made for warhammer blow your brain um you basically just did that to you but i mean it can be overwhelming i know it can be and i'm telling you as a but for anybody who's listening obviously i'm sure some listeners are you know seasoned or seasoned you know experts in 40k maybe i hopefully maybe some listen to this podcast but for, for the beginners it can be really overwhelming and it can be the amount of information you can get I mean, even just going to a warhammer or a games workshop and store and talking to a member of staff you feel that you're very small and they can make you feel that you don't know and to be fair i'll tell any beginner doesn't matter what you know doesn't matter what it, it, it's if you enjoy, for instance if you go to a warhammer store and you see like a box of me you look like, like the look of just get them i would say then at least then you you would have a, a unit and then you'd be build them paint them or whatever or i mean nowadays you can get other people to build them and paint them for you <laughs> you know so that's the case if you have you know if you have the cash for that you know you can get other people to paint them for you mm. but if you're interested in a certain faction so and so for instance like in the past i was into orcs so space orcs used to be called space basically they are basically what they are if you probably heard any fantasy things or if you know things they are orcs orcs are in everything <laughs> anything fancy wise orcs in 40k are no different they are big green muscle bound that wield big axes and shoot at everything and don't hit anything they love to fight and that's all they do i find them i also don't like the way they're portrayed as being they're almost like the they're almost like the the joker or like the clown the 40k universe which i don't really like but i still find them things like for instance like if they want to to break through a force field and all they do is just there's a rocket at it and they finally succeed in doing that they do it right if you like something because obviously i got into all this and i thought they were really really fun they're completely different from any other in the 40k universe 
For instance, one thing is orcs can fight anyone. They don't care who they are. If they have a, have a fight, they're good to go. They can they fight each other if they want. So, for instance, trying to give you like another example, like maybe you you decide like space marines, chaos space marines. The they sound interesting, and you you may you might read an article about them or on Wikipedia or whatever, or even one of the books. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to give. Uh, to games workshop here but any of the books that you might read and you read about the, the lore or the backstory of one particular and you like them you could go to that way towards the faction that you and people are always chopping and changing and i mean i know chris has been on this show before i mean he's got loads of orcs chaos space marines sisters he's got everything he's probably got a bit of every army in the 40k universe but he's been collecting it for i think since second <laughs> But um, what else would uh, about being a starter wow. in this strange universe? Yeah, like uh, you briefed up the editions, right? The, well, I'm um, I think now it's on ninth edition. If I'm listening, actually listening to your po- podcast. <laughs> yes, I'm correct. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, I got it right. <laughs> right. But, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what is it all about? Like, what is each edition? And like, is there any rules or confine that you have to build your character into? Like, what is it all about? Okay, right. Okay, so so editions. Very correct. We are we are now on ninth edition. So ninth edition has been out. It's only a few. It's no more than six. Really quick. So yes. So oh yes, rule set. So I started in third edition. <laughs> Back 15, 20 years ago, when I was, what, 13, 14. And so, yeah, so what it is, an addition, it's basically like anything. It's basically like what I describe it. I'm trying, to think of, I'm trying to think of a synonym. So basically like the Apple iPhone. You have the Apple iPhone, then you have the Apple iPhone 1, 2, 3, whatever, whatever. We're up to, like, what, like 10 or 20 million now? I don't know. Basically, just think of rules like, like your different Apple phones, as it were. It's, there's different changes to the rules. Things might get put in objects. Basically, they're just trying to streamline the rules so it's easier to sort of interest and get people sort of easier and like, oh, to learn the rules and like learn that. Like, oh, okay, so this is more easier or et cetera, et cetera. So that's what an addition is. Now, the second part of your question, you said about create these things or create these armies or create these, put in these characters. Yes. What, what we call them is the, obviously it's an army list, army list. Now, there are very specific rules to create an army. And the basic one I can give you is basically characters and you need units as it were so it can be a single a single model who has the character keyword so for let's use for example my my death watch captain in captain griffiths as i call, as i call him so he's hq or a headquarters of a troop basically it's very so it does bring a lot of military sort of people or ex-military people to work but so you have hq's units so a unit it can be anywhere anything from one model 20 30 models depending on the size of the unit can be in in their in their sort of data sheet now we'll probably come back to data sheet so then you start creating your army from these characters now there are specific so for instance you can have elite choices so elites are based on people who are like commandos or snipers for instance space marines have terminators which are basically space marines in bulky armor you have things like heavy support, so big guns, or for guard, they have like the big mortars and things. Fast attack, bikes, skimmers, land raiders, uh, land speeders, sorry. 
troops. Um, what else is there? I can't remember all of them. You've got HQs, elites, troops, obviously troops, obviously all your all your box standard or guys or space marines, fast attack, uh, heavy, and also you get things like Lord of Wars and fortifications and things as well, which are like big wars and normally big stompy things or big guys so or monsters. So yeah. So what you do is then you these units and characters into a list. And so when you're creating a list, for instance, I'm trying to give you an example. So if I if I have a friend who asks me, oh, we'll have a game. I'll some points because everything in your everything in your code or every unit or character i think are points and you have to add them up it is a thousand points so then i had then i go okay so now i look at my book my rule book and i sort of make a list army list of all these all these characters and things and unit and points to make my army and one last because it seems like i'm i'm you might be falling asleep now <laughs> you're just like you're just like i've no i've lost you have an army list. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say one more thing is to correct, to get bonus called command point, uh, which you need for strategies and certain things to re-roll dice rolls and stuff, is build your army into certain things called detach. And I don't want to go in all the detachments, but if you have if your army is it's 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 legal and you build your army into detach, then you get bonuses for those. So I hope I've tried to cover vaguely as I can. Probably not, but obviously I think I think you. I think I'm just really. I'm really. I don't know. I feel like I'm just like drowning you, basically. No, no, no. It's not. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm getting a hang of it. Like you have a unit, you have a list, and then you can get some bonuses with some detachments, right? If if I got it right, you know, I'm saying yes, it yes, the most yes. naive way possible but yeah i'm kind of getting the hang of you know what is this 40k about like before coming <laughs> to this podcast it was like two percent of uh, knowledge not even that much but now i'm at least you know trying to understand something that's so it's fine that's fine yeah so, i mean i i would advise you to maybe read, read maybe maybe read about certain armies and there's a load of information out on the internet to you know what a canon canon information and also information which has been like read for as well. So there's loads of information about all the all the current regular armies. So yeah, I would really advise anybody who start, don't be fearful of information. Information is your friend, and don't be don't be skewed or don't be of somebody who's telling you who knows you a lot, uh, who knows a lot. So like for instance, somebody at, somebody who works at a Warhammer store, don't be afraid what they're saying to you because it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> because eventually you'll get it on an event you want so for instance if you're interested in the movie uh what's it called is it called soldier is it was it aliens and stuff in it well if you like bugs and aliens and stuff like that then the tyranids who are basically big monstery monstery jibbly brain sucky eat your face sort of unit uh, army so yeah they're kind of fun so yeah there's an army for everything. <laughs> yeah if i go to a war i'm a to, uh, to get a war i'm a character uh, i'd be like all overwhelmed uh, looking at all those boxes and be like which one to <laughs> again well yeah that be that might be that might be really really sort of like oh my god what that? doesn't matter just have a look if you if you if you're standing in the store of all these boxes that's fine have a look for something you can get it if you want or you know you can wait and uh, look for something else or maybe you can look at it research a particular army if you like the sound of it go back aren't you sort of it's uh it's how beginners are put off from because obviously it's very it's i can understand from certainly places that i've i've been to and i've i've been 
there's always lots of clicks normally in, in Warhammer stores and things and old women and they get together and paint their models or they play them and they get people. That is the case. I think that's in any society or any sort of a social group or is you're going to get that anyway. I don't try and make 40k anymore because of that reason. But I just like close friends who I know who I can play against and they're fun and it's in it to do. Um, like I said, again, it's great even to have a narrative or you know because you know their army and you know you get to see your army and improve and special characters get certain things or they might get, they might get like I don't know a scar or you know like a, a battle wound heal them up or you have to like they have to recover from it or I don't know it might hate another unit or one you want to be with another unit so it's quite interesting like I said like I said I'm more interested in the story and narrative side of it maybe you might become into you might, you might go into it and be like oh I want to beat the crap out of you might go down the, the tournament side of it, the competitive side. It doesn't interest me, but it might interest you. It's entirely your choice. So, yeah, speaking of competitive side, right? Like, how do you win? Like, what is the um, parameters to winning a game? Like, what is going to happen through that game? Okay, so normally what happens is normally it's set out by a, a certain rules or it's a certain scenario or mission scenario. So normally it gives you... A- Deployment. So obviously it could be just like normal, so like amount of distance between each edge. Normally what happens is objective markers or objectives. So these are normally tokens and things to go and claim and if you have it until an enemy unit takes it. Victory points by that. So now we have VP. So we have CPs, so command points, armies. Then you have CPs or victory points for basically scoring. Normally it's limited per turn of actually score. And for instance, you might old rules where you get certain things like breaking it. You break into your opponent's deployment zone, you get a victory point. If you kill their or their warlord, you get a victory point. And also, if you destroy their first unit called first blood, but then they changed it to I think first strike or something. Blood means it was a bit it was a bit gruesome, so they had to change it to like first strike or something like that instead. Which um, you get a victory point for, which I have not used yet because I don't understand them fully. Yet, is you have secondary objectives, which basically you're, you're, you I think you're allowed to pick from your army list because you're in your codexes or your rulebook ones that you pick, which kind of go with your army, and that could be things objective. And then you have to hold that objective for so many turns. You have to go and kill a certain thing, like it's called assassinates. So you have to go and kill a certain character. So these, so basically, these are all ways you can get victory points by the end of five turns or five rounds. Sorry, whoever wins the game. Oh, okay. So yeah, this sounds so interesting. I mean, not the winning <laughs> part, but <laughs> not too <Okay>. complicated. <laughs> But uh, the entire game dynamics and like how it progresses, right? It, it's 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 interesting and probably like the, the thing which I'm liking about the board games, especially like Warhammer. Uh, this is my understanding up until now, but mm. like, correct me if I'm wrong. It, it's like Fine. you know mm. when we were young. I'm not sure if you have done this. I used to have these uh, GI Joe toys, uh, which I action man, action man. <laughs> Action man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, I used to play it with my cousin. He used to have uh, what are the factions in G.I. Joe. But yeah, like, uh, it's like Star Wars, right? The, um, the Dark Side and the Jedi Order, something like that. So we used to play like that. And, you know, we used to build up some scenarios and then and be like, no, I... I 
i defeated your <laughs> character <laughs> <laughs> something like that so it just brought me back to those days you know we used to have so much uh, imagination we used to you know imagine things imagine some scenarios with our characters in that uh, sort of a unorganized game which we were playing so yeah i'm i'm kind yeah. of you know growing into warhammer Not sure if I'll actually start it, but it's going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the aspects, and that's one of the aspects that I like, and I think I think that's what you were growing up, or I've or I've always been towards narrative, or like for instance, that's why D and D, that's why I play Warhammer again now. Is the fact is that yeah, these are about stories about these things that you spend so much time because like Amber says, like so much time on these things, like you know. if i could, you know it'd be great if i could get paid for it <laughs> but you you it shows how much of a creating mind that you put so much effort and time and that you say like if you're a kid yeah it's great but i mean experiences you you, you know you see you know you gain experiences through life either if it's bad good or indifferent can affect the way you see things or the way you create characters so, you know i'm going to go i'm going to use my my sergeant leantus for an example like i've given him a hatred a hatred a, a, a burning hatred in his backstory tyrannids and harlequins because he's his in his backstory he got attacked by some tyrannids and he's left him scarred like I've, on the model itself i managed to paint scar lines on his face and mortally wounded and he hates harlequins because he's had to fight them for 100 years so he hates those two with a Uh, and that fuels his that fuels his zealousness to be a sort and to continue to not basically die <laughs> because he's never died that's conduct so sort of fuels the story of him not wanting to die kill every harlequin and every tyranny finds <laughs> so it's those kinds of things as you said yourself as you're a teenager as you're an adult and 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 understand that some it's just weird you know you just make up stories about toy soldiers yeah we are but it's 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 the way we've evolved is you have to think about a very simple sense is if we go back to own age or 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 you know even you know or a little bit after that the way we were brought up you know evolved is through stories of people or through stories of you know people or women or whatever stories of gods or stories of of supernatural things happening or somebody defeating a monster as an example hercules and their 12 tall tasks i mean everyone knows that right i mean well they know the basis of it but i mean hercules you know fighting the hydra fighting the lion it's it's these things just made up some over the some there is some you know or ever true but these are all been made up they made up by some people yet by them on a daily basis i mean i know for instance that there must be a drink or a pair of trainers or a perfume uh, called hercules or venus or or you know zeus and yet those are the kind of people who go oh that's you know or making stuff up and doing dnd is ge- only, only geeks do that yeah but then you're buying that perfume called zeus venus who's the loser now <laughs> <laughs> yeah He just go yeah I, I like maybe I am <laughs> <laughs> maybe I am <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's fascinating uh, you know to learn about something new and i'm probably you know at this end of this podcast it's late night but if it was morning oh. in in here i would have run to a store and you know bought a, <laughs> uh, my first unit no worries yeah Yeah, I want that one because you know the color in that one looks n- nice and he looks like <laughs> me so get me that one. <laughs> right. 
far enough. Yeah. But yes, I was going to say, yeah, if you want to call it out to do, and obviously it's getting late for you. But I will say thank you very much for being on my on my podcast. It was great to have it was great to talk to you and great to answer your questions. And I hope I hope I get a little bit further towards 40k. And you know, I'll give you a, a, as much information, as little information as you spur you towards the uh the 40k uh universe as it were. Yeah, uh, thanks for you know putting me into on the podcast. You know, I'm I feel like I'm a celebrity. You know, I'm an artist podcast, right? You know, it, it's a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a big thing for me to have this. This was a new experience. Of course, I learned a lot from our session today, and I'm inching closer. You know, to actually get myself in uh, invested into Warhammer and 40k. And Warhammer 40k. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank well, you for yeah, having no, me in. No, no, no. And uh, I hope I have persuaded you. But yes. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye now, Cho. So this is the intro to the quiz. So the quiz is with the misses. So this is where I quiz my wonderful and my beautiful, amazing Amber, who allows me to question or question her knowledge of the 40k universe. If you've listened to a quiz yet before on this podcast, what we do is we I show Amber four pictures from the Warhammer 40k range. And then she has three answers for each one, and she has to get the right one. This session will be about bodyguards. So the topic is bodyguards. Going from question one to four, if you want to Google these, and then you can know what we are looking at as well. So what me and Amber are looking at, you can obviously know what what they are. So these are the answers to those, so you know what is right. So from going from question one to four, so the first one, so number one, will be a Death Shroud Terminators. Number two will be a Slith. Now, how you spell that, Slith, it's S-S-L-Y-T-H. Number three will be a Tyrant Guard. And number four, Celestian Sacrosants. So the next part is the quiz. Hello, everyone. It's time for the quiz. Quizzes with the Mizzes. So we have, as usual, our amazing, our wonderful, our beautiful, our fantastic. <laughs> Hi, Amber. Hello. It feels like I need a curtain. A curtain? Yeah, a curtain if you want. We could get one of those. We could use a blanket and then just like, you can just like walk through or something. Okay. Or, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Like, I can like, see it, but yeah. sure. Yeah. Like it does on the Joker. We watched a Joker last time. Oh, we? we did, yeah. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. How are you? You're ready for some quizzing? I'm ready. I'm ready for some quizzing. Ready for some quizzing? Yeah. Awesome. So this week, I was going to do something about champions because I, I was t- telling you about this. Oh, yeah. Because did. there's a new model came out for the uh, Adeptus Custodes, not Space Marines. Oh, right. Big Space Marines. Marines. <laughs> golden Boys. And it was the Blade Champion. And I was going to. Oh, Sun gonna, Boys. Basically. Yeah, yeah, we call them the Golden Boys. Or the, Tally yeah. Tubby Sons. Basically. Yeah. Basically. And I was going to do, oh, champions. And I tried to look for champions. I just couldn't find any. Like I couldn't. Like I could find like the Empress Champion, and I was going to do Blagard Champion. And I was like, oh, but what are considered champions classes champions? Like I couldn't find any proper oh, okay. Space Marines, and that's it really. Oh. I went for bodyguards instead. Ooh, Body- what a treat! I know bodyguards. Okay. Is that sarcasm? Is that sarcasm? No. <laughs> I mean a tiny bit, but I'm just trying to be enthusiastic. It's it's yeah. a bit early, so I'm just. 
you know, turning up the turning up the the enthusiasm. Turn up the noise. Yeah, exactly. Turn up the noise. Cool. I haven't finished my cup of tea, so oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Bodyguards. Do you know anything about bodyguards in the forty k? I don't know. I thought you were going to just say anything about bodyguards, and I would have said, "Oh, I watched the film." <laughs> I watched Kevin the film. Bodyguards. Whitney Houston. No, not really. I presume it's a similar concept to normal bodyguards, where yeah. they protect an individual. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Mm. But no, I don't know any like models of any or. Yeah. Yeah. Normally in the forty k, it's just because they have they normally get a special like a special role like bodyguard or like something like that so okay. yeah and there's quite a lot actually to be fair obviously I, I found several but there's loads more okay but if i use them like for instance mm-hmm. the ogrim bodyguard from the astra militarum or the imperial guard it's kind of obvious what it is an Ogrim oh. bodyguard so oh okay so that's its title so it's like oh right, what right, do you think right. this is is it an Ogrim bodyguard is it an ogrin or is it so that's, you yeah know. you could have mixed it up i probably would have been like oh bodyguard seems too simple is what i would have said mm, most likely i think these some of these are quite simple actually uh, i say that uh, mm. Right, are you ready for some guessing? I'm ready for some guessing. All right, so you've got, I've sent you your pictures. Yeah, that's the first one. First of all... We have some chaos. Yes, it is chaos. With their weird bellies with teeth yeah. and sloppy tongues. <laughs> Just bad space marines. Basically. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so to give you some concept on the, the Death Guard... So you okay. know you know who Death Guard are. So they're obviously they they like nogly stuff. Yeah, first first kill team I used. Yep. Patrick. Oh yeah, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Patrick the Poxwalker. Yeah. <laughs> I still got him somewhere. Okay. Right. Go. Are they A Blight Lords Terminators? Ooh. Are they B Death Shroud Terminators? Or are they C Rotigus Guard? Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> Long story short. Oh, I keep saying that now after watching. Long story, long story short. Long story short. It's just, it doesn't make it any lo- it doesn't make it any shorter. It's just always <laughs> long. <laughs> That's hilarious. Right, it's, I've got to stop referring to things we've watched now. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't know. I've heard of Blight. Blight. I don't know if it's Blight Lord, but I've heard of Blight something. Death Shroud, I've heard of those. I think we've had something come up recently and you use Death Shroud as, a, as an op- option within mm, the mm. quiz, but... Rotigus guard. Oh, eliminate one. Go on. You want to eliminate one already? Yeah. Oh! I am going to eliminate. This is where I should have, a, like, I have, I have like a, a dice and just roll it or something. No, I'm going to eliminate. I'm going to look. I'm going to eliminate a Blight Lord Terminator. Okay. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Let's go see. See? Yeah. Rotigus guard? Yeah. Cut you down. Just like the countdown, or you're just not bothered. I, I really don't mind. Okay. Uh. uh... Oh. It's actually Dash Shroud Terminators. Oh, what a loser. Yeah, Rotskis Guard is made up. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, Dash Shroud Terminators, they, they are like in cataphractory armor, so they're quite slow and ponderous. Oh. But they they are Terminators and they have their, 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 their Reaper Sykes, I think they're called. Oh, uh, yeah. So Mortarian, normally the Mortarians are their Primarch. He has like a big Scythe as well. Oh, okay. And he kind of like they kind of like almost like try and be like him. Yeah. And they normally kind of they know there's normally like a a lot of them around him as it were. So yeah, oh, okay. and they do have the bodyguard rule as well, so they can take wounds and stuff for for lords instead. God damn it! Number two. It's just a big snake. <laughs> a big snake with arms. Yeah. 
in like is this like Jakariara or Eldarama? You could be right there. Yeah, and he's holding a weapon up, and he has guns as well. God, he's a greedy bugger. How many <laughs> weapons do you need? Anyway, big snake guy, guys. Yeah, that's, that's what we have. So you are right. He is from the Jakari. Ah, oh, yeah. Look at me. Yeah, look at you go. So yes, so he is a yeah. He's a character of a of the Jakari <laughs> court. Ah. And but what is he or she? Could be a she. We don't know. Miss Thang something. Yeah. I don't know. So I was going to say something, but it sounded rude, so it threw me <laughs> off guard. All right. So is he A, a mandrake? Oh. Is he B, a vemina? Oh. Or is he C, a sloth? Oh. Whichever one's made up sound pretty good. <laughs> I've heard of mandrake before, so I'm going to go based on the fact on the first one, I'd heard of Death Shroud and then didn't go for it. I'm going to go for mandrake. You're going to go for Mandrake? Yeah. Not not Vemina? Well, it or, sounds quite cool. And Slith sounds quite cool. Sounds like something from um, Harry Potter. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, you, you know how to, to trick me with Harry Potter things. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to get Mandrake just because I've heard of it. Uh, I could be wrong, but... Uh, he's actually a Slith. Oh, uh, okay. That was my second choice. Yeah, he's actually a Slith. That's quite cool. Yeah, so these are mercenary bodyguards of the Royal Court of the Drakari, or the yeah. Archon Court. And they are a different Xenos race, which we have no clue who they are. But for some reason, Drakari have them. Okay. Yeah, the bodyguards, the mercenaries, and they're probably the most loyal out of all the other sort of races and things that the Drakari use in the Royal Court. Okay. And yeah, they have loads of weapons. I think they use Venom as well. But yeah, they're very loyal to the Archon that who's of giving them money but That's yeah cool. at the end of the day they are just ruthless mercenaries yeah so. do, do is mandrake something else a mandrake yes a mandrake is something else from the jakari okay and it they're like the shadow elves like oh, so okay. they're, they're the ones that are, like right. the black and they've got like they like they look like shadow oh okay and they go around in little small little small groups yeah james has a has a squad of them in the, in the oh range. okay that's why i've heard of it yeah then. okay yeah, I always manage to kill all of them to one, and then just make them disappear with the command point. I'm That's just like, cool. <sighs> I need to actually watch you have a game with with like James or, or other people that you play with, just to kind of get a grasp of hmm? the differences between obviously 40k and Kill Team. Obviously, I only play this real small scale yeah. of Kill Team, but no, oh, yeah, it's it's. I would say it's it's quite different. Same concepts there, obviously tactics and stuff, but. Yeah, I think you'd find it a little bit interesting. I think you might find it a little bit boring in certain places where we have to go through phases and do certain things like morale and, and things that we have to do. Mm. But normally me and James play quite quickly, so... Yeah. Trying, so, yeah. Oh, two down. You got. You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to, no. you have to bring it back now. I did so well last time. I just you did. I had to go back to being dumb, you see. <laughs> You're not dumb. <laughs> Number three. Mm. What are you looking at there? They look like... Demogorgons. <laughs> they do actually. They look like a demogorgon and an arbiter from Halo had a baby. <laughs> they do. They do. Because <laughs> they got the frilliness of a demogorgon. Yeah. And the like weird purpley red colours. And then it's got an arbiter head, or actually now I'm looking more closely, that's offensive to arbiter. It's more <laughs> like a um <laughs> xenomorph. Yeah, from Alien. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there's your description. Okay. <laughs> Pretty spot on, actually. <laughs> right. So, 
<laughs> so you know these are tyranids, I guess. Yeah, tyranids yeah. are weird. Yeah, the weird dribblies. So, but what are they? It's got a tentacle to them. Yeah, it's, that's a. Oh, what are they called? It's a weapon. It's called like a something whip. It's a. I can't it's called now. Okay. Weird tyranids. Mm-hmm. So are they a biovores? Mm-hmm. Are they b swarm guard? Ooh. Or are they c tyranid guard? Swarm guard. Yeah, give them swarm guard. I don't know. Not biovore or tyrant guard. I heard of biovores. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Can you do a swarm guard? Yeah. You sure? No. <laughs> I was like, nah. I could spend ages going, oh, no. Oh, yeah. You could no. ring a mum. Well, I don't want to be rude at this time because I don't know what mums are up to. I think my mum's probably getting ready to come and see me. So. Oh, good point. Fair enough. Right. Number B then. Oh. Um, again. Right. You know what? I quit. It's Tyrant Guard. Is it? Yeah. I prefer Swarm. Swarm Guard's a thing, though, isn't it? Nope. I made that up. I made that up. Oh. <laughs> Biofors are the ones with the big cannons on their back. Oh, and they like yeah. they're like hunched like that and they shoot the little spore mines. Yeah, I think I I include that yeah. in my quiz. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think you did. Uh, but um... yeah. A tyrant guard are basically yeah, so basically they're getting on the names mixed up. The tyranids that obviously yeah they guard the the tyrants because obviously hive tyrant is like the captain of tyranid army. And so obviously yeah, and also you can see they've got big chittered in like around their shoulders and on the head and mm. around the body so obviously they take a lot more damage and yeah they're quite hard to kill i think they're like i think they've got like three wounds each or something stupid it's like they're quite hard oh, okay. to like, tough to move right so the last one your favorite can, can you redeem yourself probably not <laughs> i think at this point i may as well just just lose all four <laughs> he's gonna do it for the helmet yeah Oh, so what, what are you looking at there? Sisters of Battles of Stupid Shields that we've <laughs> debated for months whether we like them, and I just don't. And you do now. You, you changed your mind. Yeah, I put, yeah, they kind of swayed me. Oh, I don't like them. <laughs> just come on. For Sisters of Battle, that could be so ornate and can like have such detail on there. You know, like look at look at the tank that you're you're painting at the moment. Mm. And the level of detail on it with the stained glass and all the kind of little bits. And then they give them a, a crappy shield. A, a plain shield with a fleur de lis on it. And that's yeah, it. Yeah, you could make that you could make that amazing. Yeah. You know, to really put emphasis on, on the shield, you could put so much detail on it. Yeah. And like you could have even had the fleur de lis, but then had you know, some had it like a stained glass effect. Oh, that'd be on cool. That, that'd be Because cool. it's it's arched in the same way that stained glass is. Yeah. That it could have been done that, like that. That'd have been cool, actually. That'd have been cool. But then people would whinge like, oh, it's not it's not usable if it's got stained glass because it'll shatter into the face of the system. You know, people yeah. would be knobs about yeah, it. Yeah, but then you just think of thinking, well, it's not made out of stained glass, and it's made out of, like, like plasma steel or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> but I just think for such a, like, a release where they released it, and everyone was really excited, and I was just like, "Oh, yeah. they look exactly the same as any other sisters. Just whack a shield on and give a hood yeah. and a mace." Yeah, I mean, I'm still if I do want to get those because I would like a squad of those. Still, I'm still thinking of looking somewhere else, like a third party, to get a different shield just to just to change it up a bit. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, sorry for my sister's battle run. No, 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 no worries. No, I ran all you want. So. But what are they? I don't know. <laughs> That's why I was distracting you. So oh, you okay. Distraction. Okay, are they A, Celestian Sacrosancts? Mm. 
Are they B, Palantines? Mm. Or are they C, Sephirim Squad? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> are they on the Christmas list by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> a sneaky look. I don't know. I want to go with A. You want to go with A? It's either A or B. I could be wrong. It could be C and I'm just like... <laughs> um, in my head, it's A or B. Okay. Why don't I use my Illuminate now? Well, again, if you're not going to phone a mum, I'll lie to not Illuminate if you want. Because I'm that, I'm that nice. Okay, go on then. I'm going to eliminate... Well, you told me now, because I'm going to eliminate C now, aren't I? Aww, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, it is me. I'll go with A. You're going to go with A? Yeah. Are you sure? No. It's not B, Palantine. It could be, but I don't know. Okay, I can't you down, shall I? <sighs> go on. Ding. Ah, oh, there we go. It's correct. They are Celestian Sacrosancts. Yay! Yes. A whole Palantine's or it's Palantine. Palantine. Yeah, it's actually there's no plural. It's uh, that's the lieutenant of the sisters that came out with, with them as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. So yes, they are Celestine Sacrosancts. So basically, yeah, they're, they're a variant of Celestine Squad, which have shields and maces and are more fighty and melee than mm. shooty. So. Well done. I mean, it was a strange topic to go with, and I think I used quite a lot of, of miniatures, which you kind of knew, but weren't sure, sure what they were, sort of thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, we can't win all of them. No. Well, you got one, and I think, and to be fair, you got the one, actually, which I thought you were going to get, so mm. fair enough to you. Okay. <laughs> maybe next time. Yeah, yeah maybe next time. But yeah, thank you very much as usual to be on the podcast. It's great to have you every every two weeks and to quiz you. And as usual, all the stuff that people know what to do, if they want to get in touch, go on Anchor, there's a messaging service on there, on my email, me, myself, and 40k. And obviously, when you write it out, remember, make sure I've been told, me, myself, and 40k, and is actually spelled as and a-n-d not the and as in the symbol, symbol as it were at gmail.com so yes and twitter oh and twitter yes uh, at cdr archer so yes yeah, so or robin cdr robin archer or cdr archer i'm sure you're about to find me so <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you very much everyone it's been great it's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from you bye bye see you next time